Hi, I'm Luis Oliveira from Brazil. This is the first, probably. The South of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, I'm Jesse Thorne, and this is The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org. Radio It's the sound of young America. Before we talk to the actor Martin Starr, here he is on the brand new Starr's show, Party Down. Splitsville, man, for sure. You think? It's in her body language. I can read her body. She's back on the market, man. If you're thinking about having a go, get in line, bro. Oh, there's a line? Yeah. Okay. And I'm ahead of you because you're the new guy. All right. All right. Good. Didn't know you were into her, so. She's all right. She's not the hottest girl, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, she's, you know, her brain is a nine. What about her? I mean, don't get me wrong. She's got nice. I'd give him a six and her face is decent. I give that a six or seven body. Go to the gym once in a while. Tone up the stomach. Overall right now, a six or a seven body. Eyes are really nice, but, you know, some makeup would be nice to kind of bring them out a little bit more. And then her hair, brown, nice, like the brown carpet. I prefer linoleum, but I, uh, so overall it's a 6.8, 6.9, 6.8, 6.8.9. 6. That's what I'd say. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest on the program is the actor Martin Starr. He made his name as a teenager on the <laughs> television program. What was funny about that? Nothing. I just laughed a little bit. That's just all. Just radio inflection? Was that what you're laughing at? Uh, maybe it's a combination uh, of a lot of things. A teenager? Teenager. Uh, playing Bill Haverchuk, the geekiest of the geeks on Freaks and Geeks. Uh, he's appeared in many films, innumerable television programs, and <laughs> now is... There's you should be my agent. About that. I just think you should be my agent. That's okay, all. fair enough. What's my percentage? 10%? Is that what an agent gets? Uh, normally, I I really would negotiate with you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I don't have a lot of connections. I can introduce you to my intern, Brian, back here. Um, uh, he's now uh, one of the co-stars of the Stars television program, Party Down, and yeah. is featured in the wonderful new film, Adventureland. Uh, welcome to the show, Martin. It's great to have you. That's really my pleasure. Y- your last name, Star, is spelled with two R's, like like a Ringo Star. Sure, or Bart, um, Bart Star. Yeah, or Bart Star, the football quarterback. Clearly, you're yeah. you're not uh, the child of either of those celebrities, and in fact, as I understand both it, I'm both of them they they combined and made wow, a baby. yeah, you're you're the child of a man pregnancy. Yes. Or is one of them a woman and we don't know? No, it's uh no, they're both they're both men. It's much like the uh, Schwarzenegger film. Sure, yeah, Junior, right? Uh, I think. Or so. are you thinking of Kindergarten Cop? No, uh, it's Junior, the one where he gets pregnant. Terminator, right? <laughs> it's a like Terminator, yeah, the one where he gets pregnant with little um, robot children. Um. So anyway, Star is a stage name, and uh, your mother's also an actress. Has a yeah. different stage name. Yeah, it's is, all weird. Is it Saint Saint Jean or Saint Jean? Saint James. 
Okay, St. James, there you go. Um, When did you pick your stage name, presumably in consultation with your actress mother? Uh, Yeah, no, it it was was somewhat uh, forced upon uh, by my mom. She had just changed her name, and she had gone to see, like, uh, some woman that looks up at the stars and decides things for you, uh, (laughs) predicting how your future is going to be or what you should do in the future. And she changed her name to Jean St. James because, of course, it was written in the stars, and then uh, one day I was I was kind of just tired of her asking me, you know, what I should change my name to because people couldn't pronounce my real last name. What and, was your What was your real last uh, name? It's Shinley, but it's German and it's spelled really funny. And people kept thinking it was Shinel or Shinely or, which I didn't really get about. It didn't matter to me. It didn't change my audition at all. And so finally I was just like, okay, star. I just it like literally was a split second decision. I thought it sounded all right. To to what extent was acting your idea? I can imagine that it would be yeah. sort of a big part of your life when your mom is not only an actor but also sort of uh, her her day job is working in acting networking. Yeah, right? it it was a big part of my life growing up because of her, but I didn't really find my own innate passion for it until I was like twelve and I was in a place called Center Stage LA. And I started taking these acting classes for kids. Uh, and I had the most amazing teacher who would make the most amazing director, uh, a man named Kevin McDermott. And he was just like, it was just, it, it was also similar to the way that Judd works. So it worked out perfect when I started doing um, Freaks and Geeks. He would always kind of like throw things out in the middle of scenes. And it was mostly improv too, which I really fell in love with. And just like the feel of, you know, whatever it was. It was a small audience, but all the other kids in the class you were trying to make them laugh as much as possible. Were you a good student when you were a teenager? No, horrible. I I attempted to avoid everything that I could. At what point did you think that acting was a way to avoid continuing going to school? I never saw it as like one or the other. I always knew like school was something I had to do, and it wasn't an attempt to avoid school. I just didn't like school. There was just something about it that never... I would much rather play with my toys in my room and that's kind of like (laughs) that's kind of how i led my life until i was older than most kids play with toys (laughs) uh and i would you know my dad would send me in my room to do my homework and then he would come in and check on me and i'd have all my legos set up and my batman uh figurines you know all around the room ready for a giant war and he would start (laughs) screaming at me because i because i had to be doing something productive (laughs) That was my life for a long time. How many people get to command a war, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did it on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I mean, there were several uh, like civil wars that happened from one side of my room to the other. People trying to take over, man. What were the alliances in the civil wars? Oh, uh, the normal. I think it was fairly normal. Only on a few occasions, I think, did Joker and Batman uh, team up. Sure. Because of course they're they're they are common. <laughs> they're uh, natural enemies. Yeah, but they have common grounds on some in some areas but frankly the bigger common ground you're going to find is between joker and cobra kai yes i didn't have a cobra kai <laughs> but i in I do point agree. of fact I, I do agree had i had a cobra kai there would have been a lot more alliances there how did you get the part on freaks and geeks uh it was a random audition i was in a room initially with uh um oh allison jones um, the casting director, who's the nicest, most genuine, sweet lady, and and uh, I auditioned for one part. I think it was Sam, and then I auditioned for like the general nerdy role, which was a combination of them. And then uh, and then I did Bill, 
or maybe it was just the three different ones. I, I did each one, and then the last one I did was Bill, and she was like, this is great. And then I went in and read for Judd and Paul. That was the next audition. Paul, Judd Apatow and, and Paul Feig, yeah, the, the co-showrunners of the show. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And, uh, and, I've, and I feel like a part of why that audition went as well as it did, or, or I felt as comfortable as I did in, on that particular day, because it's nerve-wracking auditioning. Personally, I, I, I rarely give a good audition because I'm so uh, just like my I'm so in my head and anxious and nervous. But on this particular day, I was hanging out with my buddy uh, Kenny Tarantino, uh, who I went to school with, and I think we were just going to hang out that day anyway. And I ha- I had had this audition. So I was like, ah, it'll take a half hour, so we'll just go to the audition and then we'll hang out afterward. So I brought him with me, and in the auditioning room, we were just like hanging out and talking, and it wasn't uncomfortable being in that room with a bunch of other actors that you're usually so uncomfortable around, you know? Um, just because you don't know anyone, and you like people tend to give like weird looks, and you don't know what anyone else is thinking, and it's not a positive vibe generally because it's such a such a weird business, you know? People aren't s- supportive in general, it's so competitive. And uh, we were having such a good time, and I felt comfortable, and, and that definitely translated into the room that day. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest, Martin Starr, is featured both in the new Starr's sitcom Party Down and in the wonderful new film Adventureland. We'll have more with Martin when we come back in just a minute. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. The Sound of Young America and the Monsters of Podcasting are coming to the Pacific Northwest. You can catch the Monsters of Podcasting in Seattle on Thursday, April 23rd at Central Cinema with special guest John Roderick of The Long Goodbyes. Then it's off to Portland for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I'll be hosting The Sound of Young America Live on Saturday the 25th at the Baghdad Theater, and the Monsters of Podcasting will be performing there the very next night. You can find links and ticket info on our live page at MaximumFun.org. Just click on Live. It's The Sound of Young America for MaximumFun.org. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest, Martin Starr, is featured both in the new Starr's sitcom Party Down and in the wonderful new film Adventureland. Let's get back to my interview with Martin. Paul Fee was on the show uh, a few years ago, and we talked a little bit about how the stories were developed in Freaks and Geeks, and they quite literally, um, you know, when they first brought the writing staff together, just had everyone write the embarrassing things that they remembered from their childhood on note cards and then just put them up on what on any other television program would be kind of the story ideas board. Did you see anything that had happened to you on the show and or did you feel almost uh, a burden in enacting the real lives of these grown-ups that you were working for? I didn't really think about it at the time. And there were very... I don't remember anything in particular. You know, it was a long time ago. But I don't remember anything in particular that rang specifically true to my life. I feel like... The words they wrote really well for the people and the characters that we were playing, um, and for the individual actors, and and I think I was so lucky to have that in particular because they made everyone look good um, by having such good, such a great, uh, you know, an amazing writing staff. Uh, th- there was another part to that question. You know, some of the terrifying moments in Freaks and Geeks, some of the indignities, be they, you know, oh, did I feel bad because ones. yeah. Uh, because they were from the writers' lives. I didn't think about it until probably halfway through the season, 
and at which point I had probably already acted out so many. It just felt amazing that these were true stories and not make-believe, you know, that they didn't sit down and kind of brainstorm the craziest things that they could think of. It was the craziest things they could remember. And so it was kind of an honor to act out, you know, real events in people's lives. You're not going to French kiss Cindy, are you, Sam? French kissing is gross. I wouldn't French kiss in a million years. And why the hell not? Hello, germs, spit, mucus, old bits of food. That's just to name a couple. There's a lot of things in there. I mean, why do you have to use your tongue anyway? Aren't you supposed to kiss with your lips? Because it's not a real kiss unless you use your tongue. Why? What's the point? I mean, what are you supposed to do? Lick the inside of her mouth? Are you supposed to lick her teeth? Oh. Do you make your tongue hard or soft? God, Bill, enough. What? I want to know now, since everybody seems to think the French kissing is so great. Okay, Bill, you put your tongue against her tongue. What if she puts her tongue too far into my mouth? What, what if I throw up? What if I throw up all over? What if I throw up in her mouth? Oh, oh. shut up, Bill! That's disgusting! Sorry. Well, I'm just telling you guys, I'm not doing it. Well, I am, as soon as possible. What was it like after Freaks and Geeks got canceled? Like, that, that immediate aftermath? It was a little brutal, you know? It was, uh... You kind of realize, even at the time, I could recognize how awesome the show was. And considering how old I was, like, you know, most kids have horrible taste. And that I, you know... I was very aware that what we were doing was amazing. And so it was sad to watch that go. But at the same time, uh, had that become as popular as it should have, or as, as accepted as it should have, it, it would probably be a completely different life for me right now. And so I'm very appreciative that, um, in some ways, you know, that things happen the way that they did. At what point did you decide that you were definitely going to continue to pursue acting rather than, say, going back to college? I still haven't made that distinction. It's it's troublesome at the moment because I really appreciate my anonymity. And, and as I watch all of my friends kind of explode in this world and be appreciated on a personal level by everyone they kind of come into contact with generally on a, on a daily basis because what they do is so public, I realize how much I appreciate it. I think Freaks and Geeks had an amazing cult following, and, I've, and, and all the people that loved it are like the nicest people, and it really brightens my day tremendously to like meet someone that loved that show, because I, because I usually connected with it. It meant something to them, because that's what they went through, and I can 100% relate on a personal level anyway, um, and then the fact that I was uh, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be a part of it is, is incredible, so meeting those people is amazing and I don't I don't know that I want to experience the like super bad kind of blown out lifestyle. Does that make sense at all? That makes a lot of sense. I think it's interesting in the context of the new show that you're doing Party Down which is a show about actors who work as catering waiters and have these very different kinds of fame and and Adam Scott who is who's in here recently plays a character awesome. who had one huge notable success with a commercial and, and has to deal with the repercussions of having had that one big success. Yeah. Um, and your character is a, a frustrated science fiction screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that ties all these, uh, a lot of these characters that you have together is that they balance that, uh, they balance their sort of naive sweetness with this 
kind of sadness and anger. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a play either one or the other. For the most part, it's either sadness or anger. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a general that's a general observation you made. Did you <laughs> <laughs> were th- were there points in your acting career over the past ten years or so when you felt like the kind of sadness and anger and frustration at the the kind of awful the unpleasant parts of being in show business oh, yeah. was wasn't worth it um yeah I've, I've had i've had moments i've had bouts of both anger and sadness i mean i'm human you know i've uh i went through a huge like depression in my life when when i bought a uh i, I bought my own place uh maybe eight years ago ten years ago and that's like an amazing thing to like own property but like i lived alone for a while and I got really depressed. I realized I like it's not healthy for me, at least at that point in my life. It was not at all a good idea to be living on my own and left to kind of my own mental, uh, you know, whatever's my my own you know mental devils or, or what have you. And uh, I went through a rough, a really rough patch for a couple months. But I think all in all, it proved to be valuable. You know, I it, think there's something to learn from everything. In what way did it prove to be valuable? Uh, I know a not to live alone, <laughs> and and b uh, part of the reason I was so depressed, which has now driven me to work tremendously hard, is because I wasn't doing anything, and I wasn't. Um, I mean, besides like attempting to to generate my own work, which is a, an important part of of this business, uh, unless you're lucky enough to be like so wanted that you don't have to but i i'm now like i work so hard i've been writing with uh one of my really good friends and, and someone i look up to tremendously charlene yi um we've been writing a script that i'm so proud of just tremendously proud of every, every day we go back and read a couple pages to find out to figure out exactly where we are again and uh it makes me laugh and it makes me so happy that I'm proud the next day. It's not one of those nights where like uh, me and Seth and Jason would like get high and write raps and then the next day like read them and be like, really? This is what we wrote? This is horrible. Um, it was like, it's something that I could be proud of even if nothing ever happens with it. If no one ever buys it, I'm so proud to have written it. One thing I really liked about Adventureland um, and particularly, yeah, oh, absolutely. It was really wonderful. Awesome. I really thought it was fantastic. I'm really proud of it. It was uh, your character's role in the film. I thought was a was a, a a kind of character who that I hadn't seen before in a funny way. Which was your character is kind of really into Russian literature and smoking a pipe. Yeah. But he's also very kind of. Um, uh, lower middle class and and trying to just sort of get out of the situation that he's in, but very, doing a very poor job. Yeah, frozen, it. frozen almost. Yeah, that's something that you don't that, that you don't see a lot in movies. That yeah. that kind of you know twenty year old geek. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, an interesting character to have played, and it was based on a lot of people that. Greg has come into contact with uh, Greg Matola, the director, had, has come into contact with in his life, who were people that he looked up to and revered as intelligent and and respected in ways, and then also could recognize how crippled they were in accomplishing their own goals and moving forward in their own lives, um, but they could see how to do it. They just couldn't actually do it, you know. 
I feel like we all are there at some point in time where we just don't know how to make that next step to go towards what we want. So, I mean, it was an easy, it was an easy place to be. And I felt like I've, I've been there before in my life, you know, in my acting career for sure. I just didn't know what to do for, for years. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Well, Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Sound of Young America. It was so great to have you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Martin Starr uh, is in the uh, great new Stars series uh, called Party Down. Party Down. And uh, he's also in the absolutely wonderful new Greg Matola film, uh, Adventureland. Thanks Adventureland. Again. Okay. <laughs> you don't Thank have you. to say yeah, everything. I know. I just... You're not. You're not flavor flav to my Chuck D. <laughs> I could have. I could be. Let's not rule that out. Uh, qu- quick question: What time is it, boy? Uh, <laughs> um, Let me check my clock around my neck. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Martin. Yes. Thank you. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our theme music written and performed by Dan Grayson with help from myself. Interstitial music provided by Dan Wally. The show is edited by Nick White. Our intern is Brian Fernandez. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org. And if you have thoughts about the show, you can always email me at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun.org. By the way, I just opened up a couple of slots for MaxFunCon. We've had a few cancel. So if you're interested in attending but you are not going to because it was all sold out, well, now's your chance. It's MaxFunCon.com. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America.